What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Three Questions Podcast. We do this weekly and interview New Mexico business owners, giving them an opportunity to talk about their business. I uh, and I am your uh, host, Pam Myers. Who are with you? Social Media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my beautiful co-host is the fabulous Erica Gilson <laughs> with Virtual Personal Assistance. And our guest today is Chef Hula. Right, yes. Chef Kula. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> welcome, Ryan. I'm sorry, Thank we're you. gonna go back and forth on that one. <laughs> That's okay. You can use both. I I, I answered anything. <laughs> um, so your company is called Wolf and Swallow, which I love that name. It's really creative. And you have it's a charcuterie board company or a catering company, right? But you yeah yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that. So we focus on charcuterie. Um, that's kind of my main um, my main forte at the moment. But I also do. Um, we've also in the past done where we've done uh, full course meals and everything. But charcuterie is kind of my passion at this point, and I really really enjoy doing it. We um, we take it around locally to a couple different locations. Right now, we're with um, Bow and Arrow Brewing and Still Spirits Distillery. Yeah, and then we also do private events for. Um, Basically, just contact me and book me. <laughs> and how, uh, what are you at uh, Still Spirits in Albuquerque? Well, both Still Spirits and um, the brewery are both in Albuquerque, but are you there on specific nights? So for Bow and Arrow, it's usually Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, we're there pretty much every Wednesday, and sometimes they'll pick me up for like one Saturday a month as well. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I'm at Still Spirits primarily every other Saturday. Okay. So. Sometimes the schedule does shift around and you'll catch me somewhere on a Friday or something, but that just kind of depends on, you know, private events at the locations and such. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, this is the first time I've seen on Facebook. I, I was just, I'm just stalking you on Facebook just a moment ago. <laughs> yeah. um, and it says that you're a pop-up shop. And that, so that's the first time I've seen that. In, mm-hmm. And that's very cool. So yeah, I mean, that's how do, how does one, how does the chef go? Okay. I'm going to go here today Pop up around town and do this i mean it's really, we've all seen the movie chef which is you know brilliant and explains yeah. that craziness but i'm sure you probably didn't piss off a, a critic and then decide to do this but no I, I i don't think i've pissed off any critics yet <laughs> um so basically um it's one of those things where it's for what i do a truck isn't exactly the logical way to go with it just because with charcuterie and everything it's much more I kind of like the show of it. I like people being able to watch what I do and see everything going on kind of. So for me, what I do is I just kind of show up and I basically bring out um, my tables, bring out my my meat slicer, all my pickles, all my cheeses and everything, just get everything out and basically um, just set up like a stand, like a, like a booth like you'd see almost in a farmer's market. Right. And then from there, people can come up and talk with me and – you know, I can discuss 
basically I, you know, I let people know what I do. It's, you know, that we cure our own meat. I make my own pickles. I bake all the bread. Um, all the spreads are my creation. So it's like, basically, I mean, everything beyond the dried fruit, the cheese and, um, my, my tinned and smoked seafood that, um, that I curate, everything else is pretty much made by hand by me. So and, and you your cheese, you haven't gotten like into the whole realm of, I have in the past, know, TikTok, it's so easy to make your own cheese. I'm like, uh, yeah, and not have it taste like paste. Yeah. I have in the past, um, <laughs> but I had to decide where to draw a line somewhere considering right. the fact that I was already doing so much of the other stuff. So mm-hmm. and you do a lot of vegan options too, right? I have options for everybody. Um, everything from your total carnivore, omnivore, herbivore, you know, I make sure that I have a way to feed everyone because that's always been one of my biggest things is I believe that everybody, I it kind of just working in restaurants over the years, I kind of got tired of the, you know, some of the chefs and cooks attitudes about like, oh, this person, you know, they're gluten-free or they're vegan and, you know, people get an attitude about it. And I just said, everybody deserves to eat. Everybody deserves to eat what they want and what they like. And maybe be introduced to something new, but still within their dietary concerns. Because it is, sometimes it's medical. Sometimes it's, you know, like a choice based on belief or just a choice based on, you know, health. So I believe that everybody deserves to be fed. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yeah. So when did when did this start? When did you start doing this? So I've been doing um, I mean, I've been working in hotels, restaurants, kitchens for uh, since I was 14. So not to age myself, 26 plus years now. <laughs> but um, but beyond that, uh, Wolf and Swallow has been going for a little over six years now, um, probably about six and a half or so. But. Well, I got to ask, how on earth did you fare during a global ba- pandemic? I mean, because people were like, all, ew, touch my food. You know, uh, how did so you? So what started, so before the pandemic, I was mainly focusing on, um, I did hot food. Multicultural comfort food is what I called it, where I would take, tradi- like, a dish everybody knows and loves, kind of, but then start taking twists with, like, using spices or techniques from other cultures or, you know, um, products from different cultures that you don't usually see in that. And so that was kind of my focus pre-pandemic. And I was doing that at local bars and stuff around New Orleans. And then basically when the pandemic happened, it was about refocusing and finding a way to still be able to feed people. And so charcuterie was such a kind of smart way that I thought about, like, because people were quarantined in their house. What I would do is I would create like to go to go boards basically. And Mm -hmm. I just have people come and pick them up off my porch, you know, safely, you know, like basically I just had my kitchen space at, at, at home and I would work up all my products, all my stuff, build their boards. And then that way, while people were quarantined, they could actually just, you know, go back to their house, hang out with, you know, their friends, their loved ones, whoever, you know, is in their pod um, per se, and just be able to have like a fun little snack. And it was still a way that they could treat themselves during the pandemic. Right. Grab their right. half of ice and then. Go back into solitude. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I had the um, opportunity to uh, meet you at Still Spirits mm-hmm. and enjoyed a couple of your boards, which were delicious. Not only delicious, but beautifully displayed. So um, it was really a fun experience. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's an artistry to that, too. You can't just 
slap a bunch of stuff on a piece of wood. You got to have some when I, of that too, right? Yeah. When I'm creating the boards, a lot of it for me is looking at the variety of flavors, textures, you know, um, I want people to truly start to like rethink what food should or can taste like. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so it's like, I even think about like the colors of it. So yeah. So when I'm putting a board together, a lot of it's about like making sure that I have those pops of like bright red or like if I can, I mean, cause nature and doesn't purple. always give you all the a board with purple. It's <laughs> I, I, I have, um, I do have a few purple ones. You don't see it much in nature, but um, butterfly pea flower and, you know, like certain berries and there's definitely some stuff that you can use. And I love getting like those big, bright, like one of the ones that everybody asks when they see pictures are like, what is that weird purple cube? And um, it's a cheese that I use that I take and I actually cube and pickle it with some butterfly pea flower and a little bit of like cinnamon clove. And it's, you know, it's just this fun, beautiful, like weird pop of like violet. Oh, so. cool. That's what I was looking at, by the way. Like, what oh, is yep. the purple cube? What's the purple cube? Pickled, pickled <laughs> queso laroco. Jeez, that's like wow. I, that's yeah. I love when I love when um, chefs get creative like that. I mean, all chefs are creative, but you know when you when you take something and you reinvent it into something else. That yeah. that I love seeing that kind of stuff. That's so much fun. I love seeing actual like a whole plate of food and not like one string bean that's shaped oh. into a flower and you know no. lots of seasoning and you go there's your meal um <laughs> sometimes those bites are wonderful and delicious and i've done and i have done <laughs> like that but for me with the charcuterie especially it's about like kind of that whole idea of like you know like the bountiful like buffet or like the the uh call it call it a uh, cornucopia or whatever where it's just like to yeah. the edges you know, I, I love that look where it's just like just all this kind of beautifully organized artistic chaos, but just full and, you know, plentiful. Very cool. Very and, cool. And so you go ahead, Erica. Were you going to ask a question? No, I was going to say I, one of the things that I I hadn't even thought about when we, we were going to, to when all of these breweries and stuff started opening up tasting rooms and things like that. And I thought yeah. because serving alcohol and serving food two entirely different processes two entirely different sets of licensing and all that kind of stuff and we were actually we were at a uh, nomoba event at i can't even remember where and there's no food and i'm thinking this is <laughs> kind of stupid because you got a bunch of people drinking and nobody's eating anything and right. then the food trucks rolled up and i thought that's brilliant right because mm -hmm. they don't have to deal with that whole side of licensing and all of that kind of stuff they just right. hire people to come up and you know and then i saw pizza go through the, the <laughs> through the bar and i was like can you <laughs> so it's brilliant it's a brilliant niche to fill because who doesn't want to have yummy food while they're having their favorite libation yeah. right why not have it, it works wonderfully and it also you know drinking your ipa yeah. And it saves and it's in all honesty, a lot of it saves the chefs and the and the restaurant owners from having to be concerned with the costs that come with a brick and mortar. As much as every I mean, most chefs that actually are like truly in it for the long haul, of course, in the long run, you want your brick and mortar, you want to have your space. But I mean, in like especially 
post pandemic and everything in the ever changing world of restaurants and everything. I mean, nowadays there's staffing issues nowadays, you know, it's like rent concerns, stuff like that. I mean, sometimes you, you can kind of dial down some of those concerns and pull them back with the ideas of pop-ups and food trucks, because it's a much more sustainable and affordable way um, that you don't have to be concerned about rent. You don't have to always be worried about is your plumbing going, you know, or what's going on, you know, like we're concerned about like table turnover, getting it open, getting staffing. It's a lot easier. Nowadays. Show. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. <laughs> wow. And so you can, you can cater events, uh, mm -hmm. chef who and uh, are there, um, are there limitations to like how many people you could cater for if you're doing boards <clears> like that, or how does that work for you? Well, right now, since I'm, I am st still kind of new to Albuquerque. Um, I don't really, um, I'm kind of trying to keep it fairly small. Um, I mean, I have done, um, I've done for charcuterie, charcuterie. It's kind of, kind of limitless mm -hmm. within my constraints of, have I cured enough meat? Have I, you know, getting the pickles together and everything and making sure. But I mean, I did recently do um, the larger board for um, a larger, a pretty large display for um, Ricochet Gallery and stuff. And I do, I've done stuff where it's like usually within the range of like for smaller groups, you know, it's like I'll have like couples come to me even. They're just like, we're having a little staycation. Can we get like 100 or $150 to take with us on the weekend? Um, but so there's not really too many limitations for that. Um, if we were to step outside of the realm of charcuterie and somebody wanted something different from me, um, then that might take a little more finagling, but, um, but I'm usually always trying to willing, like always willing to try to work out something for anybody. <coughs> so. And so if people wanted to reach out to you, mm -hmm. what's the best way for them to do that? So the most convenient way really primarily is just message us through Instagram or Facebook. Um, any, either of the social media is there. You can definitely just get in touch with us on there. Let us know like what you're interested in. And I'm willing to work outside the bounds of if people are to see the menu that I carry with me for the pop-ups that doesn't always, that's not set in stone. Mm -hmm. So I always just tell people like, you know, what are you looking for? Like, what's your, you know, what are your, what's your dietary needs? What's your dietary restrictions? What do you want to do? How much, what's your budget and how many people are you trying to feed? Cause I even tell people, I'm like, even if you're working with a smaller budget, I can always just recommend, you know, like let's do a little bit less meat and cheese. Cause that's going to be the more expensive part, but I can definitely, you know, work with more breads and more spreads and pickles and like nuts and stuff where it's like, I can still make it look like look and be a big flavorful, bountiful meal, yeah. but just, make it a little bit more in the price range or we can get really extravagant and I can give you all the fun, expensive goodies. <laughs> all right. So I got to ask, what's the weirdest board somebody's requested? I don't think it's really so much about the board. It's more about what I choose to feed people. Cause <laughs> I like that. That's a good answer. <laughs> but I, it's one of those things where it's like, I will usually have, you know, some odd, odd fun, odd things with me. Um, just this last week I had a bread that was done with, um, so basically it was a um, kimchi um, bread that I did, but it had um, mm -hmm. Korean silkworm larva in it. 
So <laughs> I would, I know I had other breads. I, I, I had three different types of breads. So that was just one of them. But I would always ask, I'd always ask my customers. I'm like, how do you feel about eating bugs? Fear factor. I'm getting flashbacks to fear factor. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes I will have some, you know, like odd cuts. It's like, I, I like, I have, um, some like lamb liver jerky right now. So, and liver is definitely kind of one of those polarizing meats, mm-hmm. you know, the big iron flavor. It's not for everyone. Some kids were traumatized with their dad's liver and onions. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like, I will, I whenever I'm introducing something like that on a board, I always talk with people and make sure that they're, they're interested in trying it at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're not, then I'm more than happy to just save it for the next, not a big deal. But I don't really get any, I can't say that there's ever, ever been like a weird board or a weird request because I don't think anything edible is weird. Well, and I don't think most people are thinking silkworm larvae either. Right? No. I was thinking, yeah, some weird fruit or something. I wasn't, so you, okay. Like I don't play gross out contests with my kids because I always lose, right? <laughs> so I would not play weird food contest with you because I've already lost. Right? <laughs> like I wouldn't even, my brain wouldn't even go there. But wow, that would be really fascinating. I would be, I, I'm a homeschool teacher or, or was, my kids are gone, grown now, but I would be the one standing there going, I'm not going to eat it, but can I look at it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had a we had a really uh, we had a food blogger from uh, California recently that she actually they were one of the ones that I actually gave some of the bread to. And she took a close up picture of her, like holding the bread and was like, I'm eating silkworm larva at a off a charcuterie board right now. And it was just like, I mean, I love seeing stuff like that. I love people being interested in trying new stuff. And that kind of goes back to like what I was saying about how I want people to like rethink about what food can and should taste like, because. When you're eating my boards, a lot of times you'll find something, you'll be like, oh, I know what that is. And then you eat it and you go, why does that not taste like what it is? And <laughs> so it's like if I can take something that's traditionally like spicy and make it sweet or something that's like savory, you know, or like or, or and just vice versa, just like make something that you wouldn't expect to taste smoky or that you wouldn't expect to taste floral and kind of introducing these, you know, like new things or something that you expect to be like soft and chewy, but suddenly it's like crunchy and, you know, like, you know, where it's like that fun, you know, play on textures, flavors and stuff where it just kind of plays through the taste buds and makes you think about, about it. It's like pickled cheese. I'm still stuck on pickled cheese, right? I'm like, like that's brilliant. But I, again, when you, I'm, I'm so white bread when it comes to food. So that's like, shocking. I mean, they've been doing pickled cheese for years. I mean, it was a way, it was a way for them. I mean, you, they would basically like brine it in like a, in like a salt brine. Like you see, um, like feta, feta is a very common one that everybody's familiar with. That's basically been brined and held. It's just, I'm just doing it with like a more, a little more vinegar and sugar base. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's not as uncommon as people think, or some people just think, and they're like, oh, I never really thought about it, but I have had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's awesome. Fun. Anything that we have not, um, anything else that you want to put out there to the listeners um, that we haven't talked about or asked you today? Um, not that I can think of. Yeah, sorry, put you on the spot. So no. do you do the whole, you know, hey, I'm going to be at such and such on Friday to come join us? Do you put that out on social media so folks know? We do every month. Um, we'll usually post the day before and the day of um, any of our events. And then we always put up a monthly calendar. 
So you can always go to our Facebook or Instagram. You might have to look back a post or two. Um, but you can always find our monthly calendar and it'll list where we are between Still Spirits and Bow and Arrow right now. Mm-hmm. Cool. So awesome. we're pretty easy to find. And um, I mean, we even have people reach out to us day of, day before. Hey, are you going to be, you know, so-and-so, are you going to be here, you know, on such and such a day? And we're, we usually try to reply as quickly as possible and let people know where we are and what's going on. So, right. I'm envisioning like a magician. You show up and he's like, no, 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 no. You start putting down <laughs> tablecloths and all this it's, and bringing out the food and people stand. I'm I'm sure you wind up with the crowd going, what the hell? So oh, it's, it's, it's so funny. Cause I have, I, I carry quite the, uh, quite a large supply of stuff with me. And it's like, people just see me slowly start like hauling out my whole emptying out the whole car and just setting up tables and like start setting out all these pickles and meat. And, and they're just like, and it's, it's, it is, a pretty big setup and show just <laughs> getting there and getting it all going, but it's kind of the same. Yeah, it is. It is a little magical. Yeah, the clown oh. car thing. Like, how much more stuff does he have in that car? I mean, oh, how many- it's it does it does look like that sometimes. Last night, I uh, I was undecisive about what pickles I wanted to bring with me to Bonero, and I ended up literally bringing my whole um, inventory of pickles, which is. Probably a good 200 plus pounds of pickles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so wow. I had quite the variety with me, but it was, it, was, uh, it was, it was kind of um, entertaining to like, go like, okay, well, what do I got? Well, I brought it all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to, I don't have to go without, I brought it all. Yeah. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. You don't have to make choices. <laughs> Well, Ryan, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. And so if people want to catch you this weekend, where are you going to be? I will be. Oh, I have to look at my calendar. (laughs) Well, they could check your calendar. (laughs) Let me. I was about to say, I think I'm at Still Spirits this weekend. Mm -hmm. If not, I'll be at Bow and Arrow right after. Let me check really quick. So, yep, I'm at Still Spirits on the 7th, and um, then I'll be uh, Bow and Arrow on the 11th. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So those are my next two events you can come catch me at. And um, Still Spirits is from, I do a little bit later night there. Still Spirits is 5 to 11. Mm-hmm. And then Bow and Arrow is usually from 4 to 8. Uh-huh. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Chef Hula, for being a guest today. Uh, Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.